Hi, Matt. Hi, Jess. And hello, everybody. Uh, this is Nine to When, the podcast for business owners that don't stop, brought to you by iWaka. And today, sitting down with Jess from Mustard Made. Hello, Jess. Thanks for coming to join us. Hi, thanks for having me. Are you are you liking the room? Are you comfortable? Did you find us all right? I found you absolutely fine. I got the bus here, listened bus. to a couple of podcasts on the way, oh. um, just to make sure I knew what I was getting myself in for. <laughs> um, but yeah, nice little cozy room. Is there. it what you expected? Uh, this place? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what I expected, to be honest. I didn't expect a room with, what do you call it, padding on the Soundproofing walls. Soundproofing. Yeah. That's pretty, yeah, high tech. Nice, <laughs> You'd hope so, tech company. It yeah. kind of helps to start with. So you've kindly agreed to come join us today. Um, and as we like to do is find out amazing stories of different small businesses out there in the UK. Um, yours is a particularly interesting story. And personally, I found it fascinating learning about Mustard Made, um, what you and your sister, I'm right in saying, isn't it? Yeah, that's uh, right. Have built up over the last couple of years. So can you, can you well, introduce yourself? Give us a bit of... The listeners a bit of information of what Mustard Made is and what it is to you. Yeah, so Mustard is a company all about colour and um, bringing colour to your home. And we do that by lockers. So um, lockers are something that I will be 100% honest, I wasn't massively passionate about before <laughs> starting this business. Very honest. Um, I'm, I'm happy to put that on record, um, but it's something I've really grown to love. Yeah. And um, it honestly, it started for a love of um, two sisters. Mm -hmm. We live on opposite sides of the world. She lives in Australia um, and I live in the UK. We're both British, but she moved out there eight years ago. Who, who made the smart choice? You <laughs> I made the smart choice. <laughs> <laughs> And um, we, for years, for 10 years or so, we've always talked about starting a business together Yeah. Um, to bring ourselves closer to each other. I mean, the, the distance alone is hard. I um, imagine, yeah. Yeah. And as you know, she's my best friend, not only my sister. So that that was the real essence of starting Mustard, um, to, to do something that made sure that we were closer. Um, and she was kind of on maternity leave when this kind of talk started mm -hmm. again. This was nearly three years ago now. And we were honestly walking along the beach in Australia, as you Amazing, do. Amazing, as you do. Yeah, and it's day. The, she brought out the idea of lockers. Um, she has some vintage ones at home. Right. Um, one she picked up on the side of the street. One she found in a junk shop. <laughs> Sounds like my family. Yeah. Oh, this will do. We'll take yeah, this home. This exactly. looks lovely. Uh, I spent a bit of time with her in Australia before and she would make me stop on the side of the road while she picked up some junk. Like... Yeah, yeah, a nightmare. It's a very thrifty she's, person. Oh, yeah, she's yeah. that kind of person. Um, and, yes, yeah, so it started with the walk on the beach. She suggested lockers. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Of course, because every <laughs> normal we, person. How do we sell lockers? Yeah, yeah. Like, what, yeah. Um, and she kind of went into a bit more story about it as, you know, she, they were quite colourful. So she actually had a pink one and a green one. Right. Um, and inside weren't that practical so they didn't have kind of rails inside you had to kind of makeshift um shelving out of excuse me um sure. out of cardboard um to make them practical rather than it's more of a dumping ground yeah um so after that conversation i kind of went home went back to my life um and kind of a few weeks later she said right i've been doing some research I was like, oh okay and she so, oh it's happening yeah, yeah we're doing this <laughs> it was the start of the process yeah. um and she found some factories um in china right and kind of started communication with them i kind of 
told her what exactly kind of things to ask. We're talking about minimums and how um, how they coat the products and yeah. how they're made and the practical side of it. Um, but she kind of just kind of ran with it. And I'm still working full time at this point. What, what was your other career before? So I was in fashion buying. Right. So, okay, so you've got a good understanding of the, the design and build process. Exactly. Right. So I'd worked with factories for nine years or so and, you know, all over the world, um, yeah. whether it be in China, India, Bangladesh, places like that um, for big um, department stores so I'd had that background of kind of the more practical um, what to ask and when exa- yeah. exactly how we even get it here um, it's like <laughs> the logistical side as much as I was buying it was creative there was definitely the behind the scenes yeah um, and so yeah she went off she found some factories and in September that year so this start was February September we went off we went to China yeah um, I took my dad she took her nine-month-old son, and we met in China. <laughs> nice family trip. Yeah, off go. it was yeah. amazing. And um, we went and visited seven or eight different factories. Um, some had made samples for us. Some hadn't even bothered. Some mm. had, you know, things that just weren't quite right. But there was one that really stood out to us. Yeah. And the product was pretty much perfect from the beginning. Um, they were a family-run factory. Um the, the kind of the mother and the hus- the mum and the dad own it and then the son is st- starting to take over now yeah um and we deal with him directly every day at the moment oh, and brilliant. it's a really great communication that we've got going um and it's not too big of a factory as well which is nice which is means that they care as much as we do about our product so i think that sometimes that's a big big thing isn't it that people you know you even just saying the word factory people get images of warehouse size massive buildings which are you know running through hundreds of thousands of products but it's really not the case especially like you say over in china and asia there's lots of places where they are just small family-run businesses aren't they uh, absolutely and by by no means it's not tiny like it's yeah. big especially like the machines that they're having to use you know they're big machinery so the, the place itself isn't too small but it's people you know the uncle works there the auntie works there there's a lot of people there that you know care as much about the business and the quality that comes out of the factory because it's theirs Um, and that is really important so if you had to give uh, any other business owner a bit of advice in terms of going through that process what would you say to them if they if they're on the start of that journey where you were a few years ago yeah i mean going going to china was definitely the biggest learning curve for us yeah. um when it came to this journey um meeting multiple different factories um understanding like their their ethics behind their business was really important and how they run who else they work with is really important um and making sure you get those samples made as well because yeah. that is the essence of it and <laughs> scrutinize every single part question of it. everything yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we scrutinised the screws they were using. You know, it's little things like that that are really important because at the end of the day, they need to be right for our customers well, and the end users. If you're going out there as well, making all that effort to go out there, you yeah. use your time as, as well as you can, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it wasn't just me that was going out. There was, there was four of us. Yeah. And it meant that, you know, we had to... The baby kind of got taken away with the mum. She, <laughs> she absolutely loved him. Um but yeah, it was it was a real adventure and we learned so much from that trip. Yeah. And, you know, finalising pricing in, in person is much more valuable because they so see the passion. It's so much easier, isn't it, yeah. as well? It's, it's always the way, even a, even a phone call is not quite the same. No, it's, just, uh, and it's quite difficult these days. So we talk on WeChat. That's how we communicate. And I talk to our factory every day, talk to Jack, yeah. and he's translating everything. So he's he's Chinese, he doesn't speak English, but he translate Google translates everything we say. Wow. And when we're actually there in person, there's a translator. But, you know, 
I imagine that's quite funny sometimes. Like it can be. It's the facial expressions. That's yeah. the best bit because you know the reaction before you hear it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's the fun side. So what's the that sounds like the quite a fun part. Obviously, quite quite hard to get it all right. So, but getting that in place was that the, the catalyst for everything? Do you think once you got that factory going? Or um, so, so when did you in the kind of timeline? Yeah, in the timeline of it. So it was kind of February was the first idea. September was the kind of we've got a product, we've got a factory. It's starting to feel quite real. We've got yeah. prices that feel we're comfortable with. Um, I was still again working full time. And in fact, actually, that September I started a brand new job, so it was it was still my life was kind of still going on. In so the was background. that that really how you were financing things to start with? So sort of bootstrapping it at the start? Uh, absolutely, yes. Yeah. Kind of all savings are into it, a bit of family help as well. Um, and then it was it, so the following February was when we officially launched. But we, I think, looking back in hindsight, it was a really smart move that we did. So we went to a trade show for wholesalers, and yeah. we had samples. That was it. We had no business set up, no nothing. And so we'd barely spent any money, maybe a yeah. couple of hundred pounds on samples, but that was it. And we turned up and we had a product that was really unique. No one had ever seen it before. And they were like, wow, we've got to get on the bandwagon of this. We want, we want some. Let, here's my order. Here's my order. Here's my order. And for four days, we got 50 stockists. And it was amazing. And we were kind of just standing there <laughs> shell-shocked. Okay. <laughs> Literally. I mean, to this day, that was over a year, 18 months ago. And I still can't believe that weekend. It was incredible. Yeah. And, you know, it was, so this was in Australia. And it was Australians, people from Hong Kong even, um, New Zealand. It was, it was quite extraordinary. And so that Monday, following that weekend, um, we put in our order. And it wasn't until June that year that we actually got the samples because we needed time to make them and finalise yeah. the box details and the instructions and all of that. And yeah, we hadn't even done all that stuff yet. <laughs> so <laughs> Locker, tick. Yeah. <laughs> and away we go. Yeah, well, but that's the best that, way to do it sometimes. Yeah, well, it meant that we had, you know, the clarity of how many orders we were going to have, how many we yeah. were going to sell. And then also um, the finance part of it didn't seem so scary. Um, yeah. And we hadn't, you know, put any money into it that we didn't feel comfortable with until we guaranteed almost that we were going to sell them yeah that's the main most important thing isn't it yeah. i think it's when you're uh, doing a lot of research and development with no actual clear way of getting the uh, revenue back yeah. it's always when it becomes tricky yeah uh, especially with something that's quite unique and different um which our product definitely was when we launched it certainly it. is even yeah. now i think it was um the, the most entertaining thing with uh our young dan who set everything up today is uh sitting and talking to him saying so who's um, so where's jess coming from what, what do they do are they sell lockers like, oh Okay, <laughs> slightly different. I think, as we said before, it's uh, well before we started recording. It's you know, traditionally you'd sit and think. Oh, personally, I I think of a locker, you know, changing rooms, um, schools. You don't encounter them very often in life when you actually think about it. They're like, actually quite useful, um, and they your you know your products are absolutely gorgeous. Thank like, I looked through the website, I was like, actually, I can see that in my house. Um, Maybe not the pink ones yeah, or the, yeah. you know, the bright, bright, too bright, but I could certainly see some of them. Um, and yeah, they're, they're really good. Oh, so. Thank you. No, I think one of the biggest questions we always get asked is, what do I do with a locker? Yeah. That's and whatever you want, really, I think, isn't it? That's our answer. Yeah. Like, what wouldn't you do with it? And <laughs> like people, we use them. And I've, that's why we have a lot of photography because, you know, a lot of them are taken in real homes, whether they're friends, their family, they're yeah. our homes. They're, you know, we, we really have to, Becca had a shoot this week, I had a shoot last week. We're constantly having to kind of reinvent the photography side of it because we just need to make sure that we're encouraging people to use them in so many different ways. Well, I think in, so where we are in London here, yeah. it's, 
they'd be what well, they are i presume very very useful for people you know there's hundreds of thousands of people in london that are sharing accommodation yeah. and it's just as well as having the easy storage it's just safe and uh, well lockable which yeah. is quite nice for some like, people absolutely and they're colorful and i think yeah. you don't often buy a piece of furniture that has color in it um but with a locker it just seems We've to got, be okay uh, so yeah. our family thing is painting chairs ridiculous colors awesome no <laughs> idea why for years um i did get in a lot of trouble painting a wall gold once though oh, wow. Didn't go down. yeah we did a lot of changing rooms when we were younger i think that's probably <laughs> where it originated from like a long time ago but <laughs> what what would you say like in your in the build so far and the journey you've come on so you launched and everything's gone by the sounds of it swimmingly since then What's the, the biggest challenge you you reckon you've gone through in the last year or so, the last two years? So we launched in Australia and then we launched in the UK and yeah. there were some big differences. And I think that was something we weren't anticipating at all. Um, so it was, yeah, so we launched last September. Right. Um, by that point, I'd quit my job. This was mustard full time Brilliant. and I put everything into it. And then the email started coming and that was really hard. Um, the, the actual orders or the so the orders had already come right. now we're sending the product out and yeah. there was things going wrong oh no and that is our big that was my big learning curve especially we had a lot of issues with damages and so after sales exactly yeah. and dealing with that customer service whether it was on a personal level it was hard to see and hear and help resolve but it was also right we need to figure out the solution quickly. So we send all of our products out through couriers. And obviously, we all know there is no perfect courier out there. There is be lovely never, if you find one, wouldn't it? Oh, it would be great. That's my next <laughs> I get I get photos on a monthly basis of damaged boxes from one yeah. of our mailing companies. It's quite sad. Yeah. Well, um, I actually got something from a courier yesterday as a Christmas present. It's a chocolate box and it arrived damaged. I thought the oh. irony was amazing. Um yeah, so that was my biggest learning. And so I literally kind of dealt with all the issues immediately. And I took myself on a plane. I went to China. Right. So within a few weeks, I was there. I had gone to factory packaging factories, cardboard factory, polystyrene, although, you know, we'd love to step away from it as an environmental thing. It's necessary in our products yeah. right now. There isn't really an alternative. Um, but I went to these places. I drop tested. We had a forklift trap that we took two meters high in the air and we drop lockers. You know, we made sure <laughs> that whatever a career was going to do to them, that they were going to be safe. Sounds and like a fun weekend. It was, oh, it was quite traumatic. Again, in <laughs> mainland China, yeah. no one speaks English. Like, I'm there by myself. It so, was... It was this, a great journey. this mad lady at the top of the forklift doing? Literally. I don't know. She's just throwing lockers <laughs> at the ground. I've got some great videos. <laughs> These Europeans are crazy. Yeah. Um, but they, they worked with us and that was great. And so we now have packaging that we I am I am personally yeah. so incredibly proud of. And it, that kind of launched in March. And yeah, it's been life-changing since then. And But I think that was something that we really learned very quickly that although we tried to be like like environmentally friendly in terms of not using things like plastics um, and polystyrene we actually need that on our products and it's in, not environmentally friendly to not do so because yeah. the damages that it causes so. do you, you send your products normally ships flat pack aren't they is yeah. that right yeah and as far as well from what i've seen on your amazing tutorial videos <laughs> uh, which i think is a great touch on the you know, to you. have to share that it's very simple to to get set up aren't they yeah no really so uh we can do it in about five minutes. Um, normal, so it's normal. not IKEA, is no. what or other brands are available. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, so yeah, for, we're, we're experts, obviously, now. We've made, yeah. oh God, hundreds of lockers. Um, but 
yeah, I would say 20 minutes. If you're, if you're watching our video, you can do it in a good 20 minutes. Nice. Um, yeah, and then next time, you probably get that down to 10. Like, what? There, there's a really simple knack to it, and yeah, yeah not difficult at all. And the idea <laughs> is that there is... I think I'd still get frustrated. And honestly. <laughs> end up honestly. with a screw missing, go, where does this go? <laughs> so the, the lovely thing about them is there are only two screws. Everything clips into place. So yeah. that the, the side panels clip into the legs, the back clips in, like the door goes on with an L hook. Um, and there's only two screws and that's just for the handles. So we've tried to simplify the whole process so that everybody can do it. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so, and um, if you could change anything about Mustard Made Now, if you could go back 18 months yeah. and, and alter any one thing, what would it be? Um, I mean, having that crystal ball to know yeah. what stock to have and what not, <laughs> not to have. Um, we've been caught out a lot in this past year of not having the right stock. Right. Um, one in particular we've over-ordered on and we're, we're sitting on a bit. It's okay. Um, but then Got there's spares. been... Spares. Spares for yeah, later. It's great. Um, and then lots that we sell, we just sell out of. So definitely earlier this year, we sold out quite regularly. Right. Um, and people were waiting. Great to have demand. But also you have the, the downside of it. You still feel yeah. bad. And they're waiting like three months because that's essentially how long it takes. Um, so yeah, that my crystal ball to kind of work out stock and those kind of things would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> so is that is that like numbers? Is that your sort of one of your weaker areas would you say or is yes. it just something you never really had to do before well so in buying when well, my previous life you know we had a merchandiser so they would do all the figures i would do all the fun creative yeah. making beautiful things um so you always had a counterpart that would do all of those things and as much as i've understood it over time i've never really had to do it yeah. so now my role in mustard is to do those sorts of things because my sister will never touch it um <laughs> and yeah so luckily i have a bit of experience but yeah something I'm getting better at um, oh, over time. And yeah. do you do you have like do you use well accountant bookkeeper to help you out with those sort of things as well? Just no, sometimes. all me. All you. Yeah. Well done. I sent to check it with people, but yeah, yeah I. I, I got a lot of friends do very similar things. Yeah, <laughs> just everything all year long. If you want to, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it how works. wrong can you get it? Like, <laughs> and if we get it really wrong, we'll have a sale. The numbers are the <laughs> right on both sides. They're yeah. generally winning. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Exactly. Well, no, it's great. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I am just fascinated. I think it's brilliant. Who's your um, who's your typical customer? Like, would you say it's private individuals, or do you are you seeing demand from certain areas? Um, so especially we, at this time of year, I suppose. Yeah. So I mean, the way we always see it is kind of the Instagram mum is like our our number one, and I'm sure plenty of customer people say that. Um, but she's probably our you know she's scrolling through Instagram, she sees something cool posted on someone else's feed, or you know she sees one of our adverts. And she's hooked and she's there and she wants it for her kids' room. Like that is probably yeah. our primarily our customer. Um, but they are for everybody. And that's the beauty of them. It's why we have eight colours. That's why we have four different styles. Um, because it doesn't matter who you are, you've got a space in your house that either needs a bit of colour or needs a bit of extra storage. So the, the, there is the beauty of um, our products in that sense, that they fit a lot of people. Um, and you touched on it there with, the, with Instagram. So yeah. is that... An well, an advertising source for you. How are you typically marketing? Yeah. Must have made out, or do you, are you now organic? What What are your strategies in that? Respect? So we started very organically. Yeah. Um, we were fortunate in the sense Becca had a bit of a following herself, um, and it's grown and grown. Um, we we have used influencers over the course of um, the past year or so, um, and that's worked really well. Um, and but we're also doing adverts. So we have Google 
we have Google ads, but we also do Facebook and Instagram ads. And we are generating, like we're basically to get more people to know about us. So we yeah. essentially target people that don't know mustard rather than retargeting um, to encourage sales. Yeah. We know that when you see our product, you're going to like it. And that is generally what happens when people see it. They're like, wow, that's something really cool and interesting. It might not be perfect for me, but it might be perfect for someone I know or my office or my friend's office. So or... I'm, a, I'm a converter. Yeah. Only after a day. I was, I was, yeah. <laughs> see, <laughs> when you see it, you want exactly. it. <laughs> um, and we'll obviously, we'll share the show your details afterwards um, with the podcast. So anyone out there listening can go and have a little look on on the website and see, see what we're talking products. about yeah. <laughs> it's not lockets which most people think <laughs> lockets. When I, yeah. <laughs> a bit bigger than yeah, lockets yeah, aren't yeah. they I'd be fascinated to see someone with one around their neck <laughs> well I think that just about wraps things up in terms of, the, of us having a chin wag and just jabbering on for a while um, we have a fantastic quiz that we like to do okay so it's got a, as you'd expect a really serious name given the podcast we're on uh, so it is the big business whiz quiz challenge Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Such a tongue twister. So what we've got here is I've got 10 questions for you. Okay. Okay. Um, maximum score of 10, understandably. And with those, it's just going to go through. So most of it is, there's a bit of mustard related humor in here. Okay. Uh, and otherwise it's a bit of general knowledge, maybe a bit of to test your, test your fashion knowledge a bit. You up for this? Yeah, go for All it. Right. So first question for you, who has more followers on Instagram? Habitat or John Lewis? Oh. Going in I'm with gonna... some really well-known people Yeah, here. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say John Lewis. Are you? Yeah. Oh, and you are correct. Oh, yes. Yay. John Lewis is sitting on about nearly 600,000 and Habitat's only on 240. Oh. Only. Yeah, yeah. only 240,000. Well, they keep going into administration, don't they? So. It's not, not <laughs> ideal, is it? People will leave you to it. Thank you. Uh, okay, question two. The Romans were the first to invent mustard. True or false? Wow, if that's true, I have no idea. I'm going to say false. going to kick yourself. It's true. Is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it'd be like French or something. Like French. Uh, I like French. Yeah. French mustard's good. <laughs> um, BHS was a department store that sold clothing and... This is so sad. Who wrote this? Was a department store that sold clothing and homeware, but what does it stand for? British Home Stores. Yes. That's where I used to work. Is it? Yeah, that oh. may be why that's in there. Oh, perhaps, <laughs> perhaps. I was more interested in the fact it's, it's written as if it's the 1800s that they went out of business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's but an yeah. Long time ago. Bless them. Um, who was Virgin Group founded by? Richard Branson. Indeed, Richard Branson. That was an easy one. We'll skip yeah. past that. Number five. <laughs> after last week's general election, the pound jumped to a three and a half year high against the euro. True or false? True. It is true. Dived up to about 1.2, I think. Yeah. Really good. Really good. I don't know. How's that impact you with the... For the euro, not so much. Um, well, as in Brexit in general, mm. it's stunted our growth. And I'd like... Yeah. We... We try not to talk about it too much. I think it's hard to get political in the, the kind of... We try and stay way away from political here. I kind of have to. <laughs> Just on a public, like, yeah. it's hard. We did something last week and there, there was some chat on our on our comments. But it's, yeah, it's definitely stunted our growth, which is really sad. Um, we don't really know what to do about Europe right now, if I'm totally honest. We don't know if we don't should expand. Any, I don't think anyone knows. No. We'll, we'll just see what happens so, in a British way. Yeah, exactly. But we're looking at other avenues at the moment. So next year, we're looking at going to other countries Ooh. instead. So Can you tell us where? 
America. Oh, that'd be amazing. Oh, and they know lockers, so <laughs> yeah. They do. <laughs> right, number six. Which of the following high street retailers do not have online shopping? Topshop, Primark, or H&M? Primark. It is Primark. Mm. Yeah, I know. I was a bit shocked at that. I thought you'd... They missed... Well, they clearly missed a trick. They're talking but... about it. Yeah, are they? Yeah. Oh. I saw a post about it the other day. Look this yeah. inside knowledge, I love it. Oh, it used to be my world for a long time. That's it. Yeah, it never leaves you, don't think. Does it? Any industry, you always stick, or stick with it. Yeah, bit. exactly. Fidget spinners were one of the most popular Christmas toys in 2017. True or false? True. And my dad probably purchased most of them. He <laughs> loves a fidget spinner. <laughs> That's brilliant. I like that. Um, he bought a lot when we were in China. Really? <laughs> yeah. You can only need two, honestly, surely. Honestly. Just, even then it's tricky. Honestly. Um, number eight then. What, which form of social media platform has more active users? Twitter or Instagram? Oh. I think this is quite a cheeky one. Well. Yeah, it's quite I reckon it's Twitter. I don't personally use it, but I think it's Twitter. Instagram. Is it? Mm, active oh. users. So I think it more, yeah, it's more how many people are using it every day. Yeah, mm, they announced, didn't they, they're going to... Get rid of everyone that hasn't used it in six months. Or something. Oh, yeah. I, feel I like... know they've already got rid of likes, which is strange. Or the count. Yeah, like yeah, count yeah. On our Instagram, we can't see it. You can't see it for yourself. Uh, no, so you can click in and see it. Yeah. But on the actual post. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it was an Australian thing, and our likes and others. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, which seems really strange to me because you can still personally see how many likes you have. Yeah. So that's not reducing the dopamine hit at all. Well, the yeah, but to the public and like that. Everyone's equally as yeah. Yeah. Um, number nine, which age group are most likely to start their own business? 29, sorry, 20 to 29, 30 to 39, or 40 to 49? I'm going to say 20 to 29. Yes, bingo. I'm bingo. in that category, so just about. <laughs> and then in 2018, what percentage of SMEs in the UK were run by women? It's going to be small. Under five? Oh, higher. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Don't tell them, I'll give them the sorry, answer sorry, away. Sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> 10? 17%. Oh, wow. Okay. So nearly better one in good. five, better than, yeah, better than five or 10. Yeah. Still not good. Yeah, no, still needs to be better. Yeah, it'd be nice to see that put 50 yeah. or higher. That'd be good. Definitely. So, no, it's... Um, Hopefully, what do, you, what do you reckon? Any of those? Any of those shocking? Any of those surprising? Uh, I'm surprised about the Instagram actually. I, yeah, yeah, I, was I thought as well. Twitter I think, was bigger. Well, it just seems enormous. Yeah. I think it's more you can say you can see eight gazillion people have retweeted something and go, "Oh, look at this!" Yeah. Quite well, I never spend time on Twitter, but I yeah, Instagram for me is where I I always am. That's work for you, is it? Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, and you know, it's replying to customers. If it's not, it's you know, making connections with new people. I've made loads of friends, which is great, um, and business friends as well. Um, yeah. That now, you know, we had a first birthday party in September, and we were able to share that with small businesses um, that we invited along, and they sh showcased their things as well. So it was mustard and friends rather than you know, and they were honestly people it's we've met on Instagram. It. Yeah. yeah, it was incredible. Um, that's what something I like about sort of our space as well. So as much as Finance is pretty boring so to put some yeah. to most people. Like, oh, it's just lending, is it? But it is the it's the group of people you meet in the in the industry in the sector, yeah. 
um, especially in the sort of finance, tech, fintech area. There's so many other companies out there doing very similar but totally different things. Yeah. There's just such a community and I can only imagine it's exactly the same in, Absolutely. in your industry. It's, and the it's collaboration nice. is so special and yeah. those ideas that can come out of it are amazing. Um, yeah. And like, yeah, we've got lots of things that we're looking at for next year in terms of collaborations and I hope that that continues as well. Have you got many uh, many competitors in the space? Um We've seen a few kind of things out there. There's definitely one big retailer that has things very similar to us. Um, but Swedish people, if not going to be too obvious. <laughs> but, you know, we see ourselves as unique in the sense of we have a very small product range. Um, we've got colours that are unique as well. Um, and that's really special and important. And we're looking to grow upon that in terms of products, but not too drastically. Yeah. Um, keeping it about what we're all about, and which is colour and storage at the moment. So, yeah, yeah which may change, but yeah, who knows? <laughs> Love it. It's great. Okay. All right. Before we close up, our, this section here that we're going to go through now, Brilliant or Bonkers? So if you've listened to the podcast, which I know you said you have. I have, yeah. Yay, one listener. <laughs> is uh, a section where we just we discuss famous quotes from famous people across the realms of history. Uh, everything from Lord of the Rings to Winston Churchill and William Shakespeare to Winnie the Pooh. So it's really broad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay this week is clearly going to be mustard, uh, mustard themed. Okay. okay. And it's from the fantastic Florence Nightingale. Okay. Okay. So the quote is this. I never lose an opportunity of urging a practical beginning. However small, for it is wonderful how often in such matters the mustard seed germinates and roots itself. I think that's a really lovely quote. It's quite nice. Isn't yeah. It? So yeah, it's uh so I never lose an opportunity of urging a practical beginning, however small. For it is wonderful how often in such matters the mustard seed germinates and roots itself. So like every idea kind of... Starts somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, yeah, I think that is really true. That's not yeah. a bonkers quote. Is that a brilliant one? I think that's it a good... It goes straight in there. Yeah. No, no debate. I'm like, okay. Oh, I'm happy to discuss, but no, I think that's really lovely. And that any idea can become something beautiful, useful as well. Yeah. Um, can you, is that relatable to you, would you say? Uh, yeah. I mean, we started with a crazy idea, right? That could, you know, anyone that started this idea may not have ended up where we are. Um, and it just takes that person to make it grow, I guess. Yeah. Look after it, water it. Yeah. That's it. Make sure you do enough trips to China and keep it's, everyone on, exactly. on point. Exactly. Yeah. It's been fantastic. <laughs> and, um, you know, with regards to yourselves, you've... Uh, you know, are you comfortable saying how the business has got on over the first year? Yeah. How, how financially and also just generally in terms of growth, how has it been? Yeah, so over our, our first year, we, we've made a little profit, which is nice. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you. And from the statistics I know, you know, not many yeah. small businesses get to no, do it's that. About, so 80% sort of, of businesses don't make a profit for the first two years. Yeah, so um, we're we're really proud of that. Um, and basically we're, we're planning to reinvest it. So yeah. anything that we have made is going back into creating something even more exciting. So next year for us, I spoke a lot before, we're looking at America. We get a lot of demand from Americans. So that's kind of big 2020 plans, um, as well as new products and new colours. So we're off to China mm. in February to go and finalise all of that. What colours? What colours? 
not going to give anything away oh, yet. But pastels, pastels <laughs> is where we're looking. Sticking in that yeah. sort of area. And definitely things that sit with what we're doing already. That's really important too. So, yeah. I look forward to seeing it all oh, and hearing you. all about it, Jess. Hopefully, get you back in yeah. in the future and find out how we're getting on if you're not too big and famous by that point oh, and God running no. around the world with mustard. <laughs> made. Well, thank you very much for thank coming you. and joining us today. Um, I'm going to leave things there. But is there anything you'd like to f close off with? Any final words? Oh, thank what? you for having me. I've really enjoyed it. Um, I was a bit nervous, yes. but um, no, it's been lovely just having a little chat. That's it. It's, all it is. it's about things I know about, which is really <laughs> easy and good. So, yeah, thank you so much. Thanks very much. Bye, everyone, and bye, Jess. Bye. <laughs>